Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 132. Nope. Hello and welcome to a mega hyped up edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. Yup. We got Brother Lucas in the back. Yo, yo. And we got the Lodge Mistress Millie. Get out of here. And after the movie, when we return... We pray to the heavens, we pray to the Lodge Gods that we will have a very special guest returning to the edge. Mm -hmm. But Mm. before we get there, are you guys hyped? This movie, nope. I mean, it's the movie of the summer that people are talking about. It is the trailer that I've seen the most (laughs) maybe in my lifetime. So many times. Great, 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 great great grandfather. That's skin in the game. Yes. I'm waiting for all the little moments that we saw in the trailer. So many times have we have we contended with that trailer that it it I mean it almost makes you turn on the movie a little bit. Yeah. Because you see it so much. What's the opposite of a miracle? It's like when we saw A Quiet Place 2. That trailer just bore into our brains, oh. into our skulls, into our souls. Yeah. We almost didn't need to see the movie. Yeah. So hopefully this movie transcends all that. I have been keeping it so muted, been keeping my eyes sewn shut. Brother Zach saw this movie two nights ago and I made it very, very clear. I was very harsh. You just blocked him. I said... <laughs> Zachary, you will not say shit to me or anybody associated with the LodgeCast until we have seen it. And he texted me. He's like, aren't you amazed? You have no idea what my bones are. I'm being so good. And I'm like, Zach, Zach. Because then what he what he usually does is he'll say, all I'll say is this. And oh, then God. and then yeah, you yeah. need to throw your phone and run. Yeah. But, Zach, you did it. You made it. Kept it muted. You kept it muted, kid. Yep. And, and now we're here, now we're here to, to deal with whatever it is. We are seeing it in IMAX. Yay. Yeah. I think it was shot on IMAX cameras. It was shot Ho- on Hoyt IMAX. Van Hoyma, Christopher Nolan's oh, IMAX. Oh, Hoyt Van Hoyma shot it? Shot parts of this movie oh, in IMAX. Awesome. Wow. So this well, is the real exciting. deal. Lodge Mistress, are you excited? You know, I will say... I have that, like, I already feel pre-depressed about this oh, film no. because... <laughs> Get Out was so good, and I was so pumped about Us, Yes, and I was so let down. I did not care for that film, yeah. and I thought it was no, I, not good. I revisited the Us app because I, also I couldn't yeah. remember my bone count, and I gave it one and a half Whoa. because yeah. we all realized... 
that it was just like a home invasion movie and the ending didn't really add up to the movie we saw and the hands across America didn't really land. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, hmm, I like the Santa Cruz locale, but us I felt rushed. I can't it, really remember much else about it. It felt exactly like what it was. You get a huge runaway hit movie and they're like, mm, give me what some more, got? give me some more, give me some more. And you have to provide yeah. And, and it was kind of half cooked. It wasn't well written. It just wasn't fully developed. So yeah. hopefully this one. I hope so. Like, um, but I don't want to get my hopes up again. I've been burned. Man. Yeah. yeah. If there's like people eating rabbits in this one, yeah. I'd be like yeah. really disappointed. Keep the hopes. No. Keep the hopes low. It's and tempered. Yeah. Um, it was episode 41. If you want to go back, I just listened to it an hour ago. <laughs> nice, guys. And we had brother David from DC on here. Yes. And, uh, and he wasn't very impressed we either. Were, we were all at Two Bones. Lucas was at one and a half and um lodgemistress was actually quite angry oh. and uh, but she gave it two bones nice yeah she doesn't often go below two no so yeah do you think there's gonna be a mcguffins drink there is there Ooh. is what you, you you know too much bishki do you know what the rotten tomatoes is no i know the cinema score i won't God say damn it i voted rotten tomatoes but the drink i don't remember what it is well, we're going to have to look into but, that. But uh, we'll let you know afterwards. Let's see what all the hype is about and if it lives up to its nope reputation. I hope it does. Hope for nope. Love and light. Yope. We're back, y'all. Yup. <laughs> and a very special guest fell from the heavens and into the edge. He is here. He is back. He is the one, the only BFF. I'm very privileged to be with you fine people. Oh Thank my you. God. Woo! Welcome Woo! back. So Pre glad to be back. Pre-pandemic last time. Lucas is... Wow. Has it been that long? Yeah. Gretel and Hansel. FF oh, yeah. is oh my back. Gosh. Gretel and Hansel was the last one. Very memorable. The only thing I remember about that movie is that I accidentally left the car on 
while we were in the movie watching it. Oh, it was no. on the whole time, unlocked no. <laughs> with all our equipment in it because I must have been having such a good time with you guys. Man, this reunion is years. Oh, in the wow. It's years. We've warped ahead years and it's like not a second has passed. We went into MacGuffin's. There was a drink. The drink was called the Bad Miracle and it was blue <laughs> and it was intimidating. It was a margarita. It was a margarita. It was a blue marg. Yeah. And none of us got it. We, I think. Can't I, afford it with these prices. I think in this economy, it's a little rough. But we soldiered on. We went into the IMAX and... BFF, you have a little bone to pick with the IMAX in the Burbank Theater. I do. I, I've, mistaken. I've, I've seen many films in that theater. It's my first time in row L. <laughs> Never pick row L. Mm. It is fully an obstructed view. It's cursed. Oh, no. The bottom of the screen, you're seeing the top of seats. Oh. Don't no. do it. Don't do it. Row L. I wonder why nobody was sitting in that row. Especially a movie where you're scanning the whole screen for any movement. You don't want to have... Mystery Science Theater heads popping up on the Correct. bottom of it. Yes, avoid at all costs. I am so sorry that happened to you. But you did see something up oh, on yes. that screen <laughs> before we talk about it. Fishy. What's that show? Rottentomatoes.com. Yes. Two siblings who run a California horse ranch discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above while the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon, period. Mm, okay. Thank you. That's a nice, briefness. brief, respectable schnapps. And before we start talking about it, I also have to mention something I just remembered. As we were going in, the BFF was regaling us with tales of how great the interactivity of the AMC app and the iPhone calendar is. Evidently, it tells you when it's going to start. It tells you exactly when it's going to get out. It is jacked in. And that was cool to hear about. And then when I went out to use the restroom, there was a group of five people that was like our bizarro selves. And they were talking about the exact <laughs> same thing. And it was one dude showing the rest of them. Whoa. And they were all like, whoa, just like us. They were like, whoa, that's awesome. And I'm just like, everything is a pattern. It's, it's all like connected. I, I'd also like to add, like, I heard rumors that Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer teaser was before this. Right. And the trailers ended and the Nicole Kidman ad came on and I was like, oh, oh. no Christopher Nolan trailer. Wrong. Christopher Nolan has it in his contract that his trailer plays before the movie, but not before anything else. Post-Kidman. He I probably want, wrote it. That, yeah. He was like, I want to be after Kidman. I want to freak them out and blow their minds. Yeah. Because I was confused. I was like... I think a lot of people in the theater no, were th confused. I thought it was the movie. I thought it was like, it interesting way to start a movie about like, aliens. I was like... <laughs> I was like, this looks hellish. And it looks then I was fiery. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a production company. And then the movie begins. And I want to know what you guys think, but for my for my top dollar, this has one of the... It has top dollar, the actor. This is one of the greatest opening shots uh, yeah. in recent memory. You're hearing a sitcom and then smash cut to a destroyed set with a chimp in overalls with blood all over him, like he's just slaughtered everybody. I mean, I, 
Yes. Yes. If you want to get me in, that's what you put as your first shot. No, it's always cold open like that. You, you're like, what is going to happen that's going to lead into this? <laughs> what were you guys in the back feeling during that? Yeah, I felt the same way. It was a very arresting image and it had my full attention. Same. Very, very striking. Loved every minute of it. Loved it till the end when that chimp looks directly at camera at and then they pay it off later. Yeah. I mean, really well done. I was worried that they, it wasn't even really going to come back, you know, but it does. But it's a while. So this movie is nothing if not deliberately paced. Mm. Can we all agree on that? It, Hard it, agree. It, it, it takes its sweet, it takes sweet, sweet time. Sweet time. But in my opinion, you at least feel like there's confidence behind it. Mm. It's like there's Boogie Nights into Magnolia. And as you're as you're wading through Magnolia, you're like, God, I hope the train conductor isn't asleep or drunk. You know, like I hope <laughs> I hope against all hope that this is all going to come together and make sense. And, you know, I was in the right mood, but I could see how somebody especially like amped up kids on a Friday night might not take this ride as intended. Or a hothead on a Monday night. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> or, or, or an ice man on a Monday oh, night. Oh, here we go. The <laughs> edge is turning. We were sitting together. You can feel it. We see, both went to the bathroom. Lucas, yeah. Yeah. Lucas infects all that are around him. And I saw the telltale body shifts. I'm starting to learn when yeah. he when he sits up and readjusts and leans back down, I know if it's a good lean or a bad lean. And when I'm vibing with him, I'm loving it. <laughs> but I was feeling some bad leans tonight, folks. <laughs> and BFF was off in the cursed row L. We have no idea what he was He thinking. was our sleeper cell, yeah. So what did you think, BFF, of the pace? Like, were you vibing or was it a little difficult? I was not vibing. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. <laughs> you know, you know what I kept thinking at, at the end of the movie without like jumping in too far. It's like yeah. I kept thinking of that scene in adaptation where the Robert McKee character says, "Wow, I'm in the end. You got a hit." Exactly. And uh, all I could feel in the first hour was that this is kind of rough. Mm. Outside of a couple of interesting scenes here and there, the the thing that really hit me the most is how janky the transitions were. Interesting. A uh, lot of cuts to black. That's true. That, that is a very big editing tool that you have to use sparingly because right. at some point you go like, oh, and then the movie stops again and mm -hmm. we start yep. again and yep. we stop again and we start mm -hmm. again. And it kind of got to be a little aggravating for me personally. I'm not sure that the movie needed to slice everything up into the horse's name sections. No, Agreed. no title cards needed. And, and was I hallucinating? But were the <laughs> horse's names title cards, was there like a light shining on them that, that seemed like there was a light in the front row that I was think shining on the screen? Or I was, think that's a problem with the screen. Ah. Uh, I was yeah, looking at that, AMC. too. That's ah, the okay. That's the AMC touch yeah. right there. <laughs> Lodge Mistress, how were you faring? I, I couldn't really get a read on you during this one. I couldn't get a read on myself. <laughs> it was like, there was good stuff. The pace was slow. I mean, it, the pace wasn't the thing that really bothered I mean, at the end, it really bothered me. But I will say, I enjoyed the title sequences. I, I liked that they were all the horses, and then it connected with the... Gordo, the uh, the the chimp. the chimp, and then at the end, Jean Jacket as the um, other animal, the ship. But um, but that that was satisfying to me. 
But uh, I do think the po- pace was really slow. Certainly wasn't doing doing the movie any favors. Well, one thing that the title cards might do is, again, speaking to what I was saying earlier, it feels like there's a plan at least. Hmm. You know, it's like this is a this is a chapter. Whether or not that makes sense ultimately as a chapter is debatable. But there's a give and take. It kills the pace, but it might make people excited. Like, ooh, here's the jean jacket part. You know. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm in the woods as far as what the critical consensus of this is. So I was just, I knew how long it was and I was settled in and I was ready for Jordan Peele's ambitious third at bat, you know? So I gave it a lot of slack. I was going with it. I thought Daniel Kaluuya was, part of what makes him so awesome is that he is not phased. But he is so not phased throughout this whole thing that that also, for me, kind of killed some of the tension. Mm-hmm. No, he's checked out. Because he doesn't mm-hmm. get... Like, he's not a great, compelling lead to hang out with for two hours and 11 no, minutes. No, Daniel Kaluuya is an amazing he's, actor. He's great. He's given nothing on the page to do anything. It's true. It's true. But for those couple moments where he does come alive, that hits you, you know, because it's so different. Because he's so laid back through the whole thing. But is it worth it to have your your character basically flatlined through the whole thing just for those moments? Mm, I don't know. No, it's, and it's interesting too. Like the most interesting backstory was really given to the child Stephen actor. Yun. Yes, yeah, that Who doesn't that ultimately was, figure into the movie. No, anything. <laughs> and so it made me go, well, but that's what I want to follow. I mean, that's the story I want to follow. Those are the characters I want to follow because. I, I felt like that was the most sort of potential for a character arc. For sure. You know, and... Um, His flashback to the incident, which we have to call the Salad Dragon. Oh, yeah. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> This section is the most terrifying portion of a movie I've seen in as long as I can remember. It is so well staged and terrifying. You see his flashback, which he kind of brushes it off earlier with some irony and some detachment where he's describing the SNL skit based on it. Which, with a big shout out to Chris Kattan, who should yeah. feel oh, really happy is. after this movie. But when when you finally see what he actually went through, you see, oh, you just see this this chimp going on a rampage, and it a is a digi chimp, by the way, a digi oh, yeah, chimp. Sure. But if if you're giving the movie a little bit of leeway and slack, like I was, you are locked in during that section. And it's up there with Sad Dadstra, Ad Astra. Right? Yes, yeah. the baboon attack in Sad Dadstra, aka Ad Astra, which Hoyt Van Hoyt to my shot. Wow, get out of here! <laughs> it's no all way. connected. There you go. It's wow. all connected. It's all connected. And it so, was so it was so incredible, just because of the way, like, I mean, the way the the. the just the amazing suspense in the camera work and the way it was shot was incredible. And it was like, not like anything else in the movie. Really. No, and which was cool because it was like, I mean, it was sort of a different piece of the story. So it kind of worked in that way, I guess. But like, like, you know, he kills the 
one or he sort of like attacks this one person that you think is dead and then like this other actor comes in and then he sort of attacks him off screen but then the door is swinging so that you get to see like what he's doing which was so creepy and there were so many like shots like that for my money that was really scary and um, That's the horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, you should also point out the the uh, the sound design of the film is a plus plus, and that scene in particular yes. is excellently designed for that. This movie would be nothing without the sound design. Like you need a sound design. In but this. you kind of you kind of fail, right? If the scariest part of your movie is with a murderous chimpanzee and not the spaceship well, or yeah. monster I mean, alien he ship, pick, pick the wrong story to. He might have picked the wrong story, and that's that's kind of also. So my Magnolia comparison is that this time, you know, whereas we thought us might have may have been a little underbaked, this one's got too much. It's he's trying to do too much at once, and then tying the chimp back into the unidentified flying object subplot <laughs> doesn't fully connect. It's like there's an animal, and you need to develop I, a. a I'm really understanding with it. Curious about Jordan Peele's writing process. It seems like he <laughs> comes up with images. Yes. And he's like, I want this image. I want this image. Like these are going to be striking images. These are creepy. These are horrific. Yes. These, these are my stamp. Yep. And I'm going to get them in the mo- movie no matter what. The and, image and, and, the image of the, and the girl st- with her face ripped off <laughs> from the sitcom who's there later. And wearing yeah, a sweatshirt with like her younger self printed <laughs> oh, on it, which yeah. is like a, a whole, movie. Which is a oh, whole that's other movie. That's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That character I wanted to meet as I well. I wanted to know her. Yeah. God, but, what a tragic little piece oh, of wow. uh, art direction and costume design <laughs> oh, that is. Hmm. There's some her great wig. t-shirts oh. and sweatshirts in this movie. I'll Where's that, that movie? The movie is getting swallowed up by the bigger movie. <laughs> oh, When a plot line hits that hard to a distracting degree where you're like, oh, don't leave me. Let me follow that. What does that do to your movie? That that hurts so much, you know, because then you're back. I mean, I found joy in the plot at large, but nothing like that. Well, I guess what I, the, the point I was trying to make about the how the transitions, at least in the first hour, are so janky. Like, there's a maybe there's a way to sort of incorporate that in a way that's more satisfying, right? But it's so choppy the way you get there. So, like, it's not narratively motivated in any way. Yeah, it's thematically motivated, but beyond that, uh, you need a little bit more for it to really connect. I yeah, because yeah, without just, it, the thematic motivation feels thin. You get a nickel going through Keith David's eyeball. Yeah, you do. And there's no grief. There's no follow-up right. and so no, i'm like who yeah, are these super and chipper Kiki and i was like palmer comes yeah. in and she's like bouncing off the walls i was like didn't your dad just die of a nickel to the eyeball and then <laughs> so then i was like we're in trouble like this i is- didn't i didn't even put a finger on that but i knew something disturbed me about that but i just went with it yeah but and yeah and Keith what? David never factors into it i thought this movie was going to be about some something about thematically about him and family and, and family and, and legacy and legacy and Did he throw like buffalo nickels at the spaceship at the end and like take it out with metal on metal i don't know this movie was not working on many levels for me mm. and the, they did one flashback for that sort of family and it was not that great i mean it was like you know she was standing at the window and it was like he saw her right. he, he saw her and i guess they're trying to do something with looking and not looking and seeing yeah. and looking away and 
but it didn't gel. Yeah. 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 It's true. And a lot of people are going to refer to this movie as Spielbergian. I will refer mm. I will refer to it as JJ Abrahamsonian. Uh, <laughs> it's very much JJ Abrams mystery box. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you going like hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, yeah. It's hmm. very, very much all so. these mysteries that are I, never gonna pay off I in the end. They're never gonna pay off in the end. You, they don't. The strange thing is outside of the general setting and the vibe that there's something in the skies you know, being reminiscent of Close Encounters, I didn't even really think about Spielberg until I thought about him way too much when mm -hmm. that musical oh, the score hits. Is, gets terribly Spielberg. When yeah. Kaluuya's riding at the end and the score, like, like what is what movie is this score from? I don't know if they were <laughs> trying to connect it to, like, Westerns a little mm -hmm. bit. But it was like a heroic kind of cowboy ride. It was like, like Spielbergo to the Maximus. Yeah. And I was thrown by that. Yeah. I, it was like that song from that ad beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I agree. J.J. Abrams is all over this. Fry's Electronics gets huge love. The yeah. I used to shop at that one in Burbank. The, by the Burbank, way. yeah, by fries. the airport, gets it was recreated. a disaster zone. Much love for fries. Well, fry, yeah, R.I.P. Fries. You and burn in hell not for a so lot of reasons. <laughs> not, not, not so much love for the the fries guy. Yeah, who is that actor? I, was I like, don't know. I don't know. He had way too much screen time, and and there was an actress from Euphoria that had oh, a, just nothing, wasted just nothing role. She utterly wasted. wasted. Why wasn't she in his role? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Live recast. Yeah. Thank bring you. her back into the movie. She's. I know her. Wow. The edge is a little uh, spicy on this one. <laughs> but that's great. That's. No, I, mean, I mean, that's, my expectations were were tempered from us and they, right. they were kind of met with not just kind of the s similar problems I had. So pretty much the only thrust of the plot is that they want to get this thing on camera. They want evidence. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's enough. <laughs> I don't know not if that's enough, enough because that's enough. all they're focused on. Yeah. Because this is like a haunted, it's not a haunted house movie. It's a haunted canyon movie. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you guys get the hell out of there? People are getting sucked up and killed. They're like, no, we have to get this. They're like, nope. We have to get, nope. <laughs> we have to get this flying saucer on IMAX film or something. Like, that's not. Like, yeah, forget about vengeance for your your dead father. Like we're not the father. Yeah, the father really doesn't figure it, into no, it, does no, he? he? David should have been no. all throughout this movie. Their relationship is very strange. But, it's a weird like, relationship. I mean, credit where credit's due, in my opinion. Not that this was well handled, but like I did like that it was like, oh, they're aliens, and then right. it was the shift to know it's this spacecraft. Or a this, flying this, butthole. this being, this flying butthole <laughs> Slash, that yeah. is an animal, and 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 it really becomes revealed when when there's a scene when they're you know all the the cowboy guy is like is like doing a show, yeah, and he's like okay, you know this alien, this alien, you're gonna see this alien ship, and the ship comes, and then it sucks them all up, and there's that, in my opinion, really amazing shot yes. where they that's dragon number oh two, my. double dragon. 
Go on. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I was terrified. For me, I was like imagining that happening to me. Yes. You sucked up into this like alien ship and then it was like basically you were being sucked down some esophagus. Yes. It was like butthole. just butthole that was just squeezing <laughs> you and like destroying you. It's and an esophageal butthole. It was so effective. It, it, it That gave uh, Fire in the Sky a run for its money for me. I wanted more butthole. I did too. <laughs> I did too. But what we're referring to is this huge crowd gets sucked up, including Steven Yun. That's a wrap on his character and his whole fucking family. They get sucked up and you you actually go into the organism and the upside you, down. you see them getting sucked in and just this just this squishy, awful way to go. And I was my my jaw dropped. I'm like, oh, shit, we're going up in it. All right. That's cool. I would have liked to go deeper. So deep, so deep, put your butthole to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, Lucas. exactly. <laughs> but alas, we then move on to back to the business of just trying to document mm. it. And listen, I love the setup of the disgruntled DP on the commercial at the beginning getting called up to try to get the shot of his lifetime like on paper i think this all looks great it's the quint character coming to kill jaws yeah and he's got his own imax camera that he built that's cheeky and fun and it's not electric so he's cranking it that's visually interesting and they get all set up and the the crowd is pumped at this point because there's a plan they know what's happening they are excited about what's coming. Kaluuya gets excited and goes, yes, 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 yes. And the crowd claps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, I don't know, shit just gets, gets kind of lost in the, yeah. third, in the third act. We're doing a lot of riding around. We're doing a lot of looking around. The rules of this alien spaceship are kind of unclear. unclear. But Daniel yes, Kaluuya figures it out. No, because well, horses don't like to see their reflection. And yeah. I guess when you look at the flying butthole, it sees its reflection. Or something. But he yeah. sees it sometimes. It gets in. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes and there's a TMZ-style guy who rides in. When that guy rode in, I was like, oh, what What now? What are we What are we doing? Like, BFF, what did you make of all this tomfoolery out there with these horses and motorcycles. I'm kind of shrinking over here because it feels like I enjoyed this a lot more than you guys did. There you oh, go. Okay. There you go. Don't <laughs> shrink. All right. So, so as I was saying, like the first hour, I was really having a rough go with this because of the aforementioned, all the things you're talking about yeah, and, yeah. and the fact that it's a bit janky, all this stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was really... I'm sure you guys talked about it before, but, you know, I, I was not a big fan of Us because I found, found the reveal to be kind of a, a disaster but yeah. this was the opposite for me i was so relieved that we weren't going to have you know little green men or anything mm. like that i kind of was excited that this it was this sort of sky goatsy yeah you know that <laughs> yes if you know you know <laughs> that listener. it's you know it's like a living you know walking out of the theater you could hear people refer to this as sort of tremors in the sky and it very much is that and yeah there was a, a lot of talk outside the theater and it's, oh, it's, it's just like tremors uh, just like no tremors. but that's it's a pretty <laughs> apt um comparison yes but the thing about it is it feels like for me i was kind of really in the dumps about this and then once the sort of attack on the house where just you know shits out all the things that sort that's of a crouton, crouton. <laughs> the crouton is the flying organism 
expelling its waste from all of the people that it has sucked up and it just rains blood on their house and all their like keys and other shit fantastic anyway go on yeah so so for me again it's sort of at that point i'm just really looking for something to get into at this point and then once that scene occurs i found myself like oh now i'm paying attention right especially also because at that point all the the structural gimmicks are gone there's no more f- cuts to black. It's that the sure. movie now is on a track. Right. And it's fairly clear. And, and the, you, said, you can feel it in the audience. feel the audience. I mean, I yes. can feel it, certainly. And you know that there's a goal now. And from that point on, I was pretty well engaged at that point. Question. Do you think Corey Hart's sunglasses at night will get the renaissance on the charts like Kate Bush and Metallica have <laughs> no, enjoyed no. from Stranger Corey Hart Things. was my first concert as a kid. Oh, oh! Yes, Indeed. that's why he's the BFF. <laughs> so that, it's amazing. You got to give some love for that. Oh, yeah. my heart was warmed by that. Yeah. I love yeah. that song. Oh, too. I fucking so love that song. I love the modulation. Uh, of they chopped and screwed it. Yes. Is that not so I can? Thank you, see. thank you, Lucas. So, mm-hmm. so you were on board from there to the end. I was. Wow. I really was. That's great. I'm happy for you. Me too. I, I was lost in the weeds, like. When Kaluuya has done his run and then he kind of dove into the barn, it seems like he's just standing there doing nothing for 20 minutes. And his sister seems like she's close to him and she's trying to lift up the motorcycle. He's trying to get on the horse. Get on the horse and pick up your sister and ride, dude. Like, I I was very frustrated with the blocking and staging of whatever was going on. And I also didn't really understand why it was or wasn't sucking him up. I didn't fully get that. Yeah. I can't disagree there. And there's, there's those, there's those wavy inflatable things everywhere, which is a great visual motif. But after the 800th shot of seeing him, I don't know, it's not as cool anymore. Yeah. I would just love to, take a hatchet to the third act and take like 15 minutes out of it. I would just cut the first hour out completely. <laughs> I think the movie would still work. <laughs> it might because they do. Because nothing happens for the first 52 minutes. There yeah. are studio mandated behind the head ADR chunks of exposition where it's like, are you saying that there is a flying saucer in that cloud right now? <laughs> yes, that is what we're saying. But, you know, I feel like we could have used a little more of that toward the end like have Kaluuya finally wake up and start yelling it's because it doesn't like to see the reflection of whatever the bullshit is going on like just fucking spell it out I don't know maybe that was just me but well everybody knows you're not supposed to look directly at a butthole <laughs> right <laughs> <You're> too. <laughs> mom always told but me it was like the seeing thing because it was like he, the kid looked right at the chimp and that was like that's what calmed him. Seemed to be him. the thing that calmed him. Yeah. And then with this, it was like, you know, you, you couldn't look. But again, like it was unclear because that there was a lot of him looking at his sister and the pat the <laughs> last like 10 minutes of the film. It felt like 20 right. where they were just like looking like, are you going to look or am I going to look or are we going to look and who's going to look and who's going to get on the car, or the bike or the horse and go. And <laughs> God, it was so for me, that was rough. And the cinematographer is like, it's almost magic hour, but it's not really. It wasn't. <laughs> it's not exactly. really. It was funny. Like, if it really had been that he was given a short shrift and 
And you Michael Wincock was good. Michael Wincock was him. great. His voice, are Top you kidding me? Yeah. He was great. I think we broke her. And you see through the viewfinder of his camera as he gets sucked up, that could have been a brava sequence. If he points it up and we go up the butthole with mm, the IMAX lovely. camera, mm -hmm. Jordan Peele, what are you doing? He kind of did, but did yeah. he? He kind of did, but he, like what was in the inner sanctum of the hole? You know, like maybe we see a flash of That's that. That's where I thought we were going. We we're going to go into like a uh, little interstellar closet butthole bookcase. Sure. Yeah, a little Predator 2. Because you know Jordan Peele is like, what does the audience want to see? The audience wants to go inside. Am I going to give him that? No. You know, like, you know he probably wanted to, but maybe he just couldn't figure it out. Or, but it does prolapse by the end. It does. It fully prolapses. <laughs> yeah, I was confused by it. It turned into a kite. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not very threatening looking at the end. It no, looked like it an very, origami kite. It was beautiful. I mean, and it was like, I, it was so weird because it was like the barbed wire shredded him a bit. The the the, um, yeah, fries the prize like, guy fries wrapped guy. himself up in some barbed wire, <laughs> went up, got shredded him, got spit out. And then it was like, okay, this is really going to fuck you up because it had all those flags. But Yeah, the big bobs, big boy, like, inflatable it's gonna, thing. It's going to fuck him up more than barbed wire? Was anybody else I, a little bit, you know, let down that the fries guy didn't die? Yes. Yeah, yeah he, he died. I wanted him to go. Or have him get sucked up and we see his adventure, you yeah, know? I don't, I don't want, know. Why did he get spit out? Die, he just yeah. got spit out and then he sat in the field for the rest of the movie. Like, know? if I he could, had gotten spit out and then there was the Oprah tag, it would have been fine. They were all on Oprah. They were all That's what they keep the saying throughout the movie. We need a good enough photo that it'll be Oprah, Oprah level quality. Yeah. She'll have us on. And yeah, I, I did search online to see if there was an Oprah end tag, but there wasn't. So we, <laughs> so we got the hell out of there. But when she rides her motorcycle into the Pioneer Town and she's, you know, cranking that well camera to try to get the shot, try to get the shot, like that should be way more exciting than it was like you can tell because the audience after she was done and the thing blew up and she sees what i assume to be a ghostly image of her brother the audience is just like Woo! because who cares about getting a photo of this thing this thing's out in like broad daylight <laughs> the thing's killing everybody pull out your iphone and take a shot of it it's like it's not hard to photograph it was a terrible photo yeah and it's like it, and it was a terrible photo. <laughs> but you can't photograph it because for reasons. Yes. yes it, the power. Uh, you know, you it's like an EMP for some reason. Yeah. It so, needs to poo in the dark. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I thought that the, the camera was going to get spit out and they were going to get the footage. Yeah. Where's our, like, why don't but. we see the IMAX homemade footage that he was shooting? Like, why even go to all that trouble if we're not even going to see this director's crowning achievement? Because we got a well shot. Well, let's go to them. Nope. Bones. Ooh, is first to bone in this automobile tonight? I think his name is Brother Bishke. You are first to bone. First to bone. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I refuse. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff fell off, starting with the the Keith David nickel to the eye and then just... I thought that was a good intro, though. Well, like, no, no. But no, then no, I saying, know what you're saying. I know I'm saying, saying, no, the fact that there was no... Follow-up. Grief. Yeah. Period for the rest of the movie, or even memory of their dad who did, created did, didn't this. Didn't you think business. he was grieving when he was like with, on set? 
Um, but but that's how he is for the whole movie. That's how yeah. he is for the whole movie. Yeah. I didn't get that. And when Kiki comes in and she's just celebrating. She's fine. I'm like. She doesn't even mention shit I'm like, about this, it. Did your dad die like 10 years ago? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but this is like a lot of. A lot of the scenes felt off, the humor felt off, the character motivations felt off. A lot of stuff script-wise. I mean, you got $60 million, Jordan. You've got Hoyt Van Hoytman, one of the greatest cinema living Was the cinem- hothead infecting you? Be honest. He was. God damn it. <laughs> one of the greatest living cinematographers. And and you've got all, you got a great location, a great yes. everything. You have all the tools at your fingertips. Yeah, all the um, toys. And so I was left disappointed, much like us. And I probably dislike this even more than us i don't know Whoa. so i'm gonna give a half a bone for the cinematography hoyt van Hoyt was always good <laughs> half a bone for some great production details that, that i laughed and a half a bone for um brother bed I, bump? I guess i'll give it a brother bed bump because i can't quite remember what it was Woo! it's a brother bed bump y'all so I'll, I'll give it one and a half bones there you go sorry i i just you know, Jordan, Jordan, get out, man. Get <laughs> get back to the, I don't know. Thematically, I wanted something more like social commentary. I don't know. Something. You don't have to do that, but. Something to chew cool, on other than cool, just. Cooler set pieces. Other yeah. than just trying to get a picture, maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Strategically, let's go to the lodge mistress. I thought there was some good stuff in this film. <laughs> I mean, that. Uh, Gordo chimp stuff yes. w- echoes and will echo in my mind. I will remember it. Yes. And it really hit hard. Like it in a way that film uh, films haven't really hit me. So I, even though that wasn't the main story that, that held a lot of weight with me. And, and I did feel like there was something very, that just, I don't know. It was class. It felt classic, mm-hmm. you know, like the way it was shot. And I thought some of the acting was really good. And I thought that the idea, there were some good ideas in this, you know, and I don't feel like he sort of fully fleshed them out. And I don't feel like the the main character of the brother and sister were very, very good characters, very compelling characters. But there were some good ideas in here. And I had very low expectations. And so for that reason, I'm giving it three bones. Well, three bones for the Lodge Mistress. That's a big win. Wow. Big win. BFF. Okay. Lay them bones down. Well, I, I mean, it's it's interesting because, again, as I mentioned, uh, you guys are colder on this than I was, certainly. Um, don't this be discuss- so sure No, no, no. I'm not being shy. But I'm don't just saying, so I, but, sure. I'm, but I'm only saying this because I don't disagree with a lot of the criticisms. I'm, I'm right with, with you guys for the first hour and a bit, as I mentioned, but I was wowed in the end. And at the end of the day, I guess it's, uh, well, I should, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, it, it, to you guys outside the theater, but my last theatrical experience was Pause of Fury. So, <laughs> so you All know. things being relative. Yeah. So this is an original movie. Yes. It's really fun to look at. Uh, and look, th- I really genuinely believe that last 40 minutes is a lot of fun to watch, despite the gaps in logic, despite the... The fact that it could have been 30 minutes. The f- <laughs> yes, there's that too. You know, I was I was up there, I was saying, this is three bones, except the fact that Dan Kaluuya, as mentioned, kind of mm. just goes into a barn at the end and then that's it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. So I would drop down to two and a half bones. Two and a half, very fair bones. From the BFF, it's his welcome back bone drop. <laughs> now, you've all been waiting for this one. The hothead is loose, y'all. 
Yeah, I I'm on Bishki's wavelength tonight, folks. Yeah, of course, because um, you guys were <laughs> thick as thieves over there. I really, really, really liked the teaser trailer for this, which we saw a million times, which, you which we talked about, because it didn't really give much away, and it just looked so wholly original and unique. And I was like, oh boy, like this is gonna be great. And then it opens with that shot of the chimp, and I'm completely thrown off my track. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Is Monkey Paw Productions? And then there's like a monkey on the screen? Like, earning its production title. I'm so confused right now. And then it like cuts to the farm, and I'm even like, I'm still kind of confused. I'm like, wait a second, what's up with the chimp? Um, but you got a problem when the chimpanzee B story flashback, Steven Yoon supporting character somehow upstages is, or is more interesting or engaging or scary than your actual premise. That's what people are going to be talking about in 10, 20 years about this. Because for the first hour, I was pretty bored. And then when we got that one juicy chimp flashback where he killed, like, like if Alf killed the entire cast, you know, <laughs> I was like, this is interesting. Like, this is very, very interesting. Now I want to see and, that. And cool. <laughs> but yeah, there wasn't really much stakes or tension and like, Everyone was eating it up, laughing at all the jokes and stuff, and I just wasn't on it at <laughs> all. Yeah, no, we were not I think the only chuckle I got was when Michael Wincott was like, we're getting close to magic or whatever. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. But, yeah, I was expecting a big, big payoff. Yeah. You know, because the teaser kind of shows Kiki Palmer getting sucked up. So I thought, oh, I was waiting for that. Like, when's she going to get sucked? Oh, it's a cheat. She doesn't really get sucked up. Right. She just gets caught in the, the tail wisp of a whirlpool. I saw the trailer so many times that I'm like, well, at least she's going to get sucked up and we're going to see something crazy. Yeah. And she's going to put like a computer virus into it, like Jeff Goldblum or something. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Um, nope. Barbed wire. Uh, so, yeah, I just, uh, I was struggling. What are you going to do? To stay in it. Nope makes signs look like Citizen Kane. I'm giving this one bone. One hey. solitary bone. Before your bones. Yes. I have a question. Of so what so can we all weigh in on what did did y'all also think that that the guy's vision at the end he was a ghost? Or did you think it was really him? The I, brother. I thought he was a ghost, but I thought it was really him because we never really saw him get sucked up. We didn't. Right. I thought it was alive. I thought it was really him. Okay. I thought it was him, I guess. Yeah, I didn't read that as him being dead. I think I was just trying to put some poignancy at the end. Well, she looked <laughs> like she thought he maybe was a ghost. She gave a, she gave a, like. I think he would have been a ghost if his dead dad was on a horse next to him. Ah, uh, right. very well put. <laughs> Force, very well put. Keith David Force ghost on a horse ghost. And Harold Ramis. On a and horse. Harold Ramis. <laughs> oh, God. But she kind of, yeah, she kind of gave him a look like, to you, ghost, you know? <laughs> Happy trails. Oh, man. See, mm, that's that's the edge effect. It's like you get in the edge thinking one thing, and then everybody comes at it with their insightful visions of what went down, and you start to question it. You know, I love that. I love that. I enjoyed this movie overall. I was vibing with the slow pace. I was leaning in on all the chimp stuff. I was losing bone density and calcium in the third act, but I wasn't ever mad at it. So I think as an actual movie, because you guys are right, that brother-sister relationship, especially in relationship with their father, is not well crafted. And that, I think, is what has been nagging in the back of my head through the whole thing of like, 
I love how this looks and I like how it feels, mm. but I don't really give a shit. Yeah, they're like know? two wind socks, kind of. <sighs> that is so, so apt. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So I think I have to give this two and a half. But as the BFF stated, this is original entertainment. Yeah. And that is something we do need to give credit to. Such a low bar, but yes, we do have to give credit Listen, to Listen, dude, <laughs> there's a low bar in America right now across the board from sea to shining sea. And so when something like this happens on a big scale in IMAX, that's original. I'm Brother Ben bumping up to three bones. It's a Brother Ben bump, y'all. Bishki, you can judge me all you want. I know you're under the spell of the hothead, and I hope it breaks later tonight, like a fever breaking. No. You can't escape it. I know it's tough. We're fidgeting. You can go to your favorite movie, and if the hothead is sitting next to you, you're going to cut your bone count in half because he will suck the marrow out, and he'll love every second of it. So anyway, that's three bones for me. Edge is all over the place for Nope, y'all. You gotta, you just go see it, see for yourself, experience the majesty of Gordy the Chimp, and maybe if you're not careful, you might just have a good time, you know? Keep your expectations low. Yeah. Keep, keep them low. <laughs> keep watch them low. out for the, watch the skies for those flying buttholes. Yes. <laughs> and keep away from Row L. Keep away from the <laughs> cursed Row L, people. This is a public service announcement brought to you by the BFF. BFF, thank you for joining Thanks. us tonight. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Oh, yes. We love it. And Lodge Mistress, as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Melita. A true pleasure. We faced the hype and we handled it, y'all. That's nope for you. We'll be back for another Jordan Peele in two to three years. Yes, we will. A one-word title. Love and light, (laughs) y'all. Love and light. J.J. Abrahamsonian.